WIBA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. I'm Eddie Aragon. This is Walt Arnold's Commercial Real Estate Show. Been here for eight years. Glad to have him as a friend and uh, consult you on commercial real estate here in the Albuquerque market. You can reach out to him directly at uh, 256-1255. That's 256-1255 or dial him directly or actually visit him directly. Excuse me, Walt, uh, online at waltarnold.com. Uh, Walt, good morning. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing great, Eddie. I just uh, went out of state, so I have to self quarantine for a few days. So. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's hard to get business done, but uh, you know, really, there's a lot of good business that you're doing right now because you're having to help people strategically plan for the next steps. We don't know what those next steps are necessarily going to be, Walt, and uh, you've got to advise people in a commercial real estate capacity with a hard asset that uh, seemingly is uh, depleting as, as far as value right now. Yeah, it is. It's uh, one, of, one of the articles I read recently is that the, uh, the 2008 financial meltdown pales in comparison uh, to the pandemic. So the things that are happening, especially in the retail market, are really significant, Eddie. Um, but things are still happening. I mean, we're still doing uh, – people still buying buildings. We're still listing buildings. The lease market has slowed down. People, I think, are making a little bit more hesitant on – you know, how long they want to make a decision to lease some space. And landlords, of course, don't want to do one- or two-year leases. You know, they want right. three- to five-year leases. So, uh, so that part of it slowed down a little bit. The uh, owner-occupied buildings are definitely selling. Uh, office, industrial, the industrial market is still very strong. But the whole, the whole world, uh, the retail side of it, but we used to talk about how strong the retail market was uh, just before this pandemic hit is now just uh, flip-flopped because the retail market is really in some dire straits uh, overall. It is uh, moved away from bricks and mortar. We've seen the shuttering of Brooks Brothers, uh, I mean, a number of other ones as well. We don't need to go through the, the entire yeah. list. But it's uh, causing some people to make some adjustments, including the largest uh, uh, retail uh, property holder, which is Simon Properties. And uh, they're a big uh, property owner here. Big property owners throughout the rest of the country. They own, of course, Uptown uh, ABQ. Let's talk about what they're doing to alleviate some of the pain. I've noticed some uh, shuttered spaces in Uptown ABQ myself. Uh, what are they trying to do? Well, it's interesting. You know, you think you're the largest. They're the largest mall owner in the country, and what they've done basically is some of these uh, the retailers that have gone into bankruptcy. They've actually put together some some money and some uh, capital venture, some capital and bought these uh, companies, uh, Forever, for example, like Forever 21, uh, Nautica, Lucky Brands, Brook Brothers. It's interesting, instead of, uh, you know, just, so instead of them not, you know, not being in the mall anymore, now they're actually owned by the people that own the mall, uh, an entity that's, you know, obviously aligned with another capital, uh, some money groups. But uh, it's interesting the way they've pursued this, Eddie. It's, it's kind of a out-of-the-box equation. You know, you don't see this a lot. Usually when the, the retailer fails, you know, the mall owner says, well, you know, you owe us the money for your rent. Now the retailer declares bankruptcy and the mall owner is going in and, and buying that asset so that they can remain in their malls and also uh, pay rent. It's interesting, though. I don't know really what the uh, I don't know if they restructure their rent so that their the, the companies that they own have a more favorable uh, rent than the other companies are, that they don't own. So it's kind of interesting what's happening. But. It's really, uh, it's really kind of a new out-of-the-box thinking, especially by Simon, who's owned so many malls. And if you look at the mall industry today, it's just really, uh, it's really been 
it's really changing so fast. I mean, malls, uh, indoor malls are really having a hard time keeping tenants uh, and the, the amount of people going into the mall. Obviously, now with malls being shut down, it's been a, a big issue. But this is a very out-of-the-box thing for Simon Properties to do, and they've acquired some of their tenants, and hopefully they'll uh, make them work. Let's talk for a moment about uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, how they're changing the nature of the game. Um, you know, Brooks Brothers, it's a premium brand. Uh, I was a big, you know, uh, advocate of uh, Brooks Brothers 346. I used to, you know, buy all the, the stuff uh, that they would uh, put out when they had the retail outlet mall up in Santa Fe, and then, of course, the outlet mall that they had in, in Phoenix is the place that I would shop. But a lot of these brands can now be picked up via Amazon. Amazon is the largest uh, construction, under construction here in, the, in Albuquerque, over 2.1 million square feet on 65 acres. Pretty incredible what they're laying out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're flying in and out of Albuquerque, you can see it there on the west side where all the uh, cranes. It's pretty incredible uh, as well. And then you have them also taking up space like the old J.C. Penney's. They've made a big move for that. They're going to go ahead and soak up some of that space. And, you know, I think that's an interesting strategy for them. Uh, for me, I think it's just a matter of time before they acquire uh, FedEx. So you take those components, the traveling, soaking up the uh, shopping center space, and then you couple that what about if they're out of the ground construction? I mean, Amazon really is becoming the Amazon. It's the behemoth. Uh, they're occupying and taking and buying everything. Oh, I know it is. It's, it is really interesting to watch. I mean, it's almost like you think back in the early twenties, nineteen twenties, about you know, kind of, that's why all these antitrust laws were kind of created so that somebody can't just be the huge, you know, the only player on the block, but. Uh, but Amazon has done so much in the, what they're acquiring and the way they're doing things moving forward. And just uh, they're just in time inventory and, you know, over 2 million square feet they're building in Albuquerque. You know, that's a, a big, that's a huge project. I and mean, we don't even realize how big it is. We didn't hear anything about it, too. That's one I told you first, Walt. I'm going to let you know. I, I, know, know, you saw, I know you saw I know you I knew that yeah, was saw, coming ahead of time. But it was, and then I drove out there and saw it. And I could, it was amazing. But uh, so that was just kind of like under the radar you know, they don't need any money or incentives from anybody. They are, I think they are getting some help from P&M on bringing some power in there. But but you're right. I mean, what's happened? Look at the retail business. I mean, it's changed so much. Now people can, it's just all about just in time. You know, I want my Amazon. If I order something from Amazon, I want it, to, you know, today. So uh, it's it's interesting how that's happened. And, and the really the hit that the retailers have taken on it and then how they've had to change their business. And I think we'll continue to see retail evolve and change. I think we'll see stores get smaller. I think some of these big stores that are, you know, 100,000 square feet, they might go into 50. You know, something's in 50, right. might go into 25. And it's so I just think there's just going to be a, a, con, a condensing of, of the retail space because, right. for one, they can handle it through Amazon. They can do it. They can create their own. You know, their stores might even be kind of a, a warehouse where they can just deliver stuff straight from there. So it's really interesting, but it's really the, the thing about Simon Properties doing this, it's kind of a, it's kind of it's interesting to watch. It'll be it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the end uh, as they continue to acquire because they can't buy every tenant, Eddie. You know, they've got right. they can't buy them all. So uh, we'll let's see talk what about with, let's talk about the market overall. We know that the, the downtown market is, is absolutely just getting uh, hit uh, every which way, but let's, but let's break it down by property type. Uh, Carnum recently had the uh, latest market uh, statistics and. You know, you have said the industrial market's pretty tight. You have an average asking lease rate among big box uh, industrial manufacturing as, as well as uh, office 
warehouse at a rate of $7.05 uh, per square foot. That's on a per annum basis. For those of you computing at home, 246 listing. But the uh, average sale price, uh, asking sale price is $62. Uh, with uh, 4.7 million square feet. But the troubling statistic that's really getting thrown out there, Walt, is the days on market that these properties are sitting out there. They're sitting out there for a very long time, despite the market being pretty tight and industrial. Well, I think what you're what you see though is a lot of those properties that are functionally obsolete. I okay. mean, some of these properties old, low warehouse. I mean, low ceiling height and some older product. I think if you have uh, you know, we sold uh, office warehouse building just over 25,000 square feet for over a, about $111 a foot, which is a pretty good price for, you know, 25,000 square feet of office warehouse in the North I-25 corridor. Uh, I think if you have a good property and it's got, if it's more, it's, it doesn't have that functional obsolescence, that it's not out of date and old, I think those properties are moving pretty quickly. Okay. Even the lease market is moving. Yeah. I think one of the things that I learned today, Eddie, that is kind of interesting that we're seeing, and I we talked about how everybody's moving home. You talked about something changing right. in the real estate market that we haven't seen. All of a sudden, uh, today, uh, Prime Therapeutics had a call center at, at the in uh, on Jefferson, uh, just north of uh, the Century 21 theaters, the Century 24 theaters. They uh, decided that they want to, they're going to let everybody work from home, so they're vacating 25,000 square feet. They're going to try to sublease it. There was another. Uh, oh, wait, how would they sublease it? So they're on the hook for the lease. I imagine they're getting PPE, your business owner, I'm a business yeah. owner. They're probably getting the, the PPP money that's coming from the government. They're leveraging it for that. What do you do? Write off the losses? You can't sublet it? No one's going to go back and take that 25,000 square foot of space. It would be impossible to market. Well, I think one of the things the owner's going to do is they're going to just treat it as a new lease when somebody comes in. But the other thing I also heard today was there's another 75,000 square foot building in Rio Rancho that was also a call center. They signed a lease last year, a 15-year lease, and they are moving out of the property completely. Stop, stop and home. repeat that. Stop and repeat that. For those uh, who are listening uh, out there in Kivaland, I want you to understand just how much this has uh, changed the entire market. Listen to this commitment and listen to how quickly they're vacating that commitment. Walt, say it again. This is Rio Rancho, 75,000 square feet. Yeah, and they signed a lease last year, a 15-year lease, and they just decided that they are going to let everybody work from home. So they are subleasing the 75,000 square feet. And I think we will start to see more and more of this as time goes by. It's interesting. I thought the office market was, when we talked before recently, the office market had not been affected as much as retail. But all of a sudden we're seeing, especially in the call center world, that they're saying, hey, we can just let these people work from home. And, and now, will, will it continue for a long time? I don't know, because I think you lose some productivity that way. But computers are a lot better, and they can track people better how they work. But I think, Eddie, this is the start of something we're going to start to see. Just like in the retail world, we might start to see some uh, office tenants uh, making changes in how many people they're going to have in the office, too. So that's another thing we'll start to see. The one, But the strongest part of it, you said talk about the other things that happen, and they're still the strongest is industrial, just like we mentioned Amazon. Just right. People still need things. People are still buying things. They still need things made. And that's why the industrial market is so strong. I think it will continue to be strong. While the uh, retail by far is worst, offices, maybe we'll see some changes shortly in that. And, of course, the multifamily market continues to rock. So uh, housing has always been strong, and I think it will continue to be strong. Yeah, I look at the uh, the uh, retail and the shopping center listings, and 
We're over 1,200 uh, listings that are currently out there with an average square foot price of uh, $16, $17, uh, pretty high uh, even for that, and a total available of nearly 7.2, no, 7.9 million square feet. So that is incredible, Walt. 7.9 million square feet of retail space available. People checking out, vacating other space, even after 15-year commitments. That, as much as I know about commercial real estate, no one's going to want to pick up someone else's deal, and and they're going to be on the hook for that. The other tenant is, and hopefully they'll, you know, the landlord is going to say, "We'll wash it away." But hey, we're also out of control. Uh, we're we're also not in control of our own destiny either. The bank has to decide whether or not they're going to let you out of the lease. So now you have this, tell me if I'm wrong here, but now you have the banks who are going to be squaring off with the companies rather than the landlord who, quote, unquote, owns the building but hasn't yet paid his mortgage down. And then the, the, the retailers either got to file for BK to get out of that uh, commitment that they're making, 15 years, or the retailers got to figure out a way to go ahead and sublet, which no one's going to want to pick up all the hair in the deal. And the tenant and the landlord doesn't have to actually change the deal to accommodate whatever new tenant comes in. Yeah, it depends on how strong the tenant was that left. I mean, if the tenant wants to sublease for another 14 years, uh, you know, they're on the hook for it. Unless, like you say, they declare bankruptcy and then maybe they can get out of their lease. That's the other thing about these retail bankruptcies. Uh, you know, some of these tenants, when they allot, they under Chapter 11, it allows some of these retailers to easily get out of their lease commitments. So that's what, t- t- you know, as tenants, they say, well, I'll just declare Chapter 11. I get out of my lease commitment <laughs> and get back to the landlord. And and then the, the bank is going like to but the, the bank is in line is the bank yeah the, the bank, bank is going saying, after hey, the need, tenant I need money I don't have it you know? right the bank is going after the tenant and they're going to go after uh, that tenant to make sure that they filed it's like they're forced to file for PPP as well like every tenant that's in this situation will have had to contact the IRS and the Department of Treasury and the federal government to let them into their business at this point is is that not the case. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with that, but you're right. I mean, I think people are, you know, diving into all that. How people are going to track it all is going to be tough. But, you know, if you, if you look also in the retail part of it, you look at the restaurants. And yeah. uh, you know, I think we've had over 200 restaurants around the state that will not open again. Yeah. So more than that. that, you look at just the amount of real estate that might be vacant. Now, hopefully, you know, on the other side of that is opportunity. And if we can, if the economy can come back, we can figure things out and how we use this space It'll make it'll be an opportunity for somebody else, but uh, it's it, it's interesting that that uh, quote of the 2008 financial meltdown pales in comparison to the pandemic, uh, especially in the retail environment. It's it's interesting because that 2008 was quite was a pretty strong, uh, you know, it was a, a it, big. It, event it was for us. Retail. That's that's how I fell out of uh, commercial real estate. As I told you, uh, I was getting paid as my landlord got paid. And now I'm just thinking of the guy who got paid on a 15-year lease, and the, the landlord's like, well, you know, I lost my first year of my lease because I gave all the money to the brokerage. <laughs> yeah, or tenant improvements. You know. Or tenant improvements. Well, you know, they're the, you know, the landlords are always the last people to, uh, to make any of the money on the deal. Uh, people need to remember that. Without landlords, which I'm a part of a uh, you know, building here that, that I've been – uh, leasing now for what five five and a half years, but thanks to my you know good landlord, he's his basis in this. I think this property is like I think 1981. Is that about right? Well, yeah, right. most of those buildings were built in that era. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of good. I'm kind of in this really nice, comfortable position, and uh, thank good for that. Hey, Walt, how can people reach you? 
Thanks, Eddie. Uh, Walt Arnold, SVN, Commercial Real Estate, 256-1255 or waltarnold.com. There he is, folks, our longest advertiser and one of my favorite guys. And uh, go Lobos, even though there's no go Lobos either, right? <laughs> right, right? Still... There will be. Don't be back yet. That's Don't right. I like that. Always optimistic. I appreciate you being here. Thanks. Back same time, same place next week. More great talk when we return.